On this episode of The Playbook, I have a legend, one of my favorites, Dan Aykroyd. That's right, the actor, comedian, musician, filmmaker, entrepreneur, and of course, founder of Crystal Head Vodka, one of the finest vodkas I've ever tasted. Well, you get to see the toast of life with Dan and I, as well as understanding how and why passion is the marrow of success. Join me for all of this and more on The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host, David Meltzer. This is Dave Meltzer with Entrepreneur's The Playbook, and I am so excited because I have a legend, but more importantly, a mentor from afar, Dan Aykroyd. Everybody knows actor, comedian, musician, filmmaker, but he's also an incredible entrepreneur. Uh, He founded the Hard Rock Cafe, the House of Blues, and also Crystal Head Vodka, one of my favorite vodkas. My favorite drink is vodka. And I'm going to start, Dan, by saying, with everything that you have going on, why would you start a vodka company? Well, it's, it, it comes, you know, at this point, we've got to have fun in life at that, you know, at, at this age and everything we've got to buy to has got to have an element of fun. It just can't be work and remunerative. It, it just, it has to be exhilaration there. And uh, what happened was I, I, I wanted, I basically just wanted a better margarita on my dock in Canada in the summer. And that's what got me interested in the liquor business. I, you could only get two brands in Canada at that time. And, you know, they weren't luxury brands. And, and so I met an amazing entrepreneur who you'll know, JP DeJoria. I don't know if you've had him on the show. He's a great interview. He yeah. started Paul Mitchell Systems and Patron Tequila. And he co-founded yeah. House of Blues with us. And so uh, he co-founded House of Blues. And I was having a cold shot of tequila with him. And it changed my whole perception of tequila. And I said, how can I get this uh, up to, to Canada, to my little government liquor store in the village that, that my cottage is near. And uh, he said, well, I said, well, you got to bring it to the whole country. So JP and I set up an importing agency and we brought uh, Patron Tequila into Canada. And now it's the number one luxury brand. It's owned by Bacardi now, but we helped them build their legacy in Canada. And we had just a lot of fun. So uh, learning about the business, I started to look for other categories and I thought, well, if we're going to take a shot at a brand, might as well go to the biggest category of all. That's the $50 billion pie of vodka worldwide. And began to educate myself there and found out that many lesser products add a glycerol, lemonine and sugar, glycerol, cousin to antifreeze, lemonine, cousin to cleanser and sugar. They don't put enough to kill you, but I thought, can't we we have a vodka that doesn't have that in there? And I started to taste things. Any of the vodkas I tasted smelt like perfume uh, or they smelt like nothing. Uh, They were very over viscous. One of them was like a cat's tongue. And I thought, I've got to, I can fix this category. So we went to the Newfoundland distillery, the liquor distillery corporation of Newfoundland, uh, Canada, the government distillery. And, uh, we said, we want to do a pure spirit. We want to strip the additives out. And now here we are, 74 countries later, 10, 11 years in the business. And with our uh, tasting notes, we're so proud of sweet, vanilla, dry, crisp, with a kick of heat off the finish. Beautiful product. Even more importantly, on the marketing side, obviously, I have found comedians understand marketing because People buy on emotion for logical reasons, and nobody understands human nature more 
than a comedian. And because you have to know that emotion and connect, you know, Mr. Like you said, emotionally connect to people. And when I was working, I mentioned with Sidney Frank, I thought he was insane when he commissioned a vodka bottle, which was kind of the low end liquor when he started Grey Goose with a million dollar artist uh, to commission this extraordinary bottle. And I kept on saying, what are you doing? You're going to waste them. And that back then a million dollars was a lot of money to put into a bottle for a design and especially vodka, right? Which was a different drink. And, but lo and behold, I never thought I'd see a cooler bottle, but this year, <laughs> you know, how on the marketing side or the emotional side, you know, you, you got a great art artist as a partner to create a piece of art uh, here. This is the bone edition, but a piece of art to pour your drink. Well, we, we, we had this cleaned up fluid and we wanted to sell the story of purity and enlightened drinking, enlightened thinking. The crystal head legend seemed to do that for us. But you'll notice our bottle has a smile on it. It's a, it's a grinning bottle. It's a happy bottle. We just wanted to have fun and do something that had never been done before. But, uh, you know, I, I can't go up the door with any product that's not going to be AAA. I, I, I delivered some triple sum. Most triple A movies, radio, uh, records, television, you know, really good quality entertainment, certainly not alone and in collaboration with many people and with many great partners, but it was quality stuff. So I'm not going to put anything in that bottle, a beautiful bottle like that, that's anything less than triple A fluid. And the awards around the world have proven that people like it uh, for its purity and the non-additive uh, aspect uh, uh, of it. Uh, so the bottle was to sell purity and it was also to have fun and do something that would shock people. There was a wonderful, and, and sort of, and intrigue them. There was a wonderful man, uh, the Notorious family up there in Buffalo, New York, uh, Bert uh, and his family. They have a couple of liquor stores up there. I think it's uh, Pioneer Beverages, I believe it is. Um, and um, and uh, the salesman brought the bottle into Bert, who was an old hand man. Uh, you know, he's seen them all. He's seen all the gimmicks. He'd, he'd seen every, you know, this is 40 years in the business, maybe more. And the guy put the bottle on his desk and Bert looked at it and he just shook his head and he smiled and he said, that's the coolest thing I've seen, you know? Wow. And the guy said, pitched him on the fluid, said, it's good. He said, I'll pay. Well, we'll order it right away. He just he had the smile, just, it, it, you know, he just broke into a smile because that's, that's the reaction we wanted with this bottle. Uh, isn't that neat and funny? It is awesome. It's but like then, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, like a psycho bunny, right? I have a brand, uh, the Ferocious Buddha. You know, it's a, a smiling truth and enlightenment, and it makes people think and smile at the same time. What is what is the uh, what is the fluid? There's no 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 fluid on either. It's a clothing brand. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. neat. Oh, cool. But the dichotomy oh, and the energy, which is what I want to talk about. I, I'm a big frequency person. Uh, you are known as a spiritualist, uh, a medium, like I channel, I think most great comedians channel that comes through them. I, I have been blessed to be around a lot of talent, your friends who have told me they could walk off the stage of a standup and not have a clue what they said, that things were just coming through them. Um, and yet you have the uh, mathematical side where you see frequencies and vibrations like I do. You can look at a floor differently and see that in this bottle and the product actually have a frequency. How much of your actual intention went into the fluid in the bottle as far as having the right frequency? 
Well, uh, well, as you know, you know, Crystal has a piezoelectric property and a storage property, and of course, it's, crystals are inner, have inner vibrations. The bottles that we make are obviously not crystal because crystal has lead in it, and we don't want to make a substance that has lead. We we make the bottles in Slovenia, and we make it in France and Italy, and they are glass, and the top glass, uh, you know, uh, top silica in the world is used, of course, with that mix uh, for that bottle. Um, but uh, the crystals that we pour the vodka over are called Herkimer semi-precious stones, and they're two-sided stones. They're neat little crystals. They appear in maybe three areas of the world. There's a field in Afghanistan, one in Oaxaca, Mexico, and there's one in Herkimer, New York, in upstate New York. General Herkimer was a Revolutionary War hero who died at the base of a tree in the county, uh, shot in the Revolutionary War. They've named the county for him. And uh, you go in the summer and you can walk through the field. Uh, you'll rent like a plot from a farmer. And you can pick these crystals right up under the ground. They're bubbling up out of the earth. Unlike a Kimberlite diamond, which has a pipe. And you have to dig a thousand miles, you know, a thousand feet, you know, down and, uh, you know, mile around to get to it. Uh, these, uh, these are little semi-precious crystals. They come up and we use the white ones, not the amber ones or the, or the bluish ones. We use the, the, uh, the white ones and we pour the vodka in our final finish over these semi-precious crystals that have a piezoelectric property and a vibrative uh, uh, a property as well. Now, what does pouring uh, vodka, C2H506, over um, crystals do for the fluid? Well, your high school chemistry teacher is going to say, no, no, it doesn't, it doesn't, no. But we've had people taste our fluid without the crystal pour and with it, and they prefer the crystal pour. And to me, it just kind of finishes off our legend. Enlightened drinking, enlightened thinking, a pure, a pure uh, fluid in a, in a pure-looking bottle, when he told me that some products use the crystals in filtration, I said, I definitely want that for my vodka because it fit our legend and our kind of our spiritual message. And uh, indeed, yeah, those crystals. And you know what? They uh, we need a lot of them because they yellow up after a while, even though our vodka comes out of there. It's pure. There's no other substances. It's pure. We have our four times distillation, our seven times filtration. The water is pure anyway. We run straight flat on the spectrograph. But even so, even after all that, pouring it over the, the crystals after about, I think it's like three or four months, we have to replace the cone of crystals because it's drawing some kind of psychic negative energy out of there to make the purest, the leanest vodka on earth. And I love, I love good vodka, but one that's going to give me enlightenment is even better. Um, it's, it's really interesting. I deal with so many different entrepreneurs and I probably no one's ever brought this parallel up to you, but I was blessed right before he passed away to sit down with Kobe Bryant. Uh, oh who, my God. Oh. Extraordinary person. Um, and exactly. And you, you probably have spent time with him, but what was extraordinary is we were working on the book project. We were looking, working in China around the world. He had movie projects, TV projects, and everything he touched though, is you were detailing the specifics and the care and the quality as you would uh, aggregate into an enlightenment, everything that he did, you know, he put his best into for his purpose, right? He, he was a perfectionist. He, he had a purpose to what he did. He, I always say you give meaning to what we see. You are a person that give, gives meaning to what you do and, and it's to have fun, right? You, you want things to carry this higher vibration that, you know, the way it looks, the way it feels, the way it drinks, and what it does to you energetically has a purpose. And 
I see a great parallel. Very few people have this that I feel that no matter what you would do, whether it was the restaurants or the movies or the comedian or the author, you have that frequency. How can we help people, especially today, where you and I share a unified vision of the world of a human race? How can we help other people be empowered and understand what we define as enlightenment or pursuing your potential, enjoying the pursuit of that consistently and persistently? Because most people look at you, Dan, and say, why the heck is he even messing around with a vodka company? He's done so much in his life. Why doesn't he just sit on his dock and drink somebody else's vodka? But yet, not only do you create a vodka company, but has the best bottle, the best processing, distilling, distribution, all the things you take. It's like Kobe Bryant. He would never put out a vodka unless it was like Crystal Head. Well, it's because of the fun of it. I, 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 I have no problem consuming beverage alcohol. I'm able to do so in moderation. And I can tell you, you get ahead with four or five people around the campfire and start to discuss some of these issues that we're talking about. That bottle doesn't last long. Um, and, um, I, yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's some several elements here. First of all, there's passion. That's the marrow of any potential success. Passion. That's the marrow. That's the driving fluid of any potential success. And then there's the quality of your product. It has to be impeccable. And also... Uh, the loyalty, loyalty and proper incentivization of your employees. Like, um, you know, at House of Blues, you go into those places, man, they just love working there. Um, and uh, so House, House of Blues has that ethic. And so it's, it's that, kind of, that kind of service. And um, I think, it, you know, it came out of fun, but once you, you go to execute, of course, I'm, we're going to go and, and make it the best, the best that, it, uh, that, that it can be. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's our whole, uh, you know, modus operandi at the company, come up with new fun designs, but keep the quality of our fluids, our wheat, rye vodka, and our, uh, our corn vodka to the, to the highest standards, um, so that we build a, a solid constituency that, uh, that travels with us. Now, as far as positivizing things for people, uh, and, and helping their lives get a little better. First thing's got to happen is all negative energy has got to be purged. We touched on this before we opened up here on the, on the, uh, the conference. And that is that, you know, negative energy, man, you can't have that in an enterprise. You can't have it. You cannot have an employee there that's in the enterprise that is besmirching another one that is undermining their work. Uh, that is has some spiritual psychic vampirism going on. Uh, when we early on, when I started one of these companies, I had to get some rid of someone really fast, and uh, you know I didn't. I hung on. They told me get rid of this person, get rid of this. I didn't. I gave second chance, third chance, fourth chance. You know, that 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 that. Finally, in the end, had to cut the person, and I, and the damage was severe by the time this person had gone in terms of the psychic energy of the company. So get rid of all negative energy. You have a project, you have a goal, you have to positivize that. You've got to believe that that can happen. And then, of course, it's got to be followed up by big, a lot of work and not giving up. I wrote scripts, hand them in. No, 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 I'm not buying, not buying, not buying, no. And then you hand it in and they go, oh, we like this. And then you hand it in to them the next week and they go, we like it, we want changes. You know, you you believe that you're going you're gonna to get something uh, out of it in the end. And writing scripts is a good example of positivization because I start with a blank piece of paper when I write. That's it. I mean, I, I'm, 
laptop or my pen and I sit down and it's a blank piece of paper and it's my story and it's the ether. And so uh, what happens though is after five hours of hard work, I have five pages and I read it and it ain't bad. And the next day, another five, another five. And then a vision begins to coalesce. And soon your dream is coming true. You're on a set and, you know, they're, they've got a car jumping a swing bridge for you or a marshmallow man walking down Broadway, uh, you know, and, uh, and you know, how did I, my dream has come true. How and why? Well, positivization, seeing the images, getting them down, doing the work, and then following through to make sure that it's the best that it can be. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. My personal mission in life uh, as I have grown is to empower over a billion people to be happy. Uh, people like you obviously are sharing in not only the vision, but what I call the law of Goya beyond the law of attraction, which is get off your ass and do something. Um, what, what I'm struggling with right now that I love your uh, perspective on is I've always believed that one particle of light would overcome a million particles of darkness. And what I see today is the majority of particles on the, in the universe are light. The majority of the people want unification. They want to be happy. They want to be healthy. And there's these few particles. I don't know what percentage of the, them there are. These few particles of darkness like existed in your enterprise. And yet light is supposed to be so much more powerful. And yet these few particles that can leverage and manipulate our governments and our media and, and other things shadow all the light that exists today that, you know, I believe has evolved into this higher thinking, into a higher enlightenment. And I, and I, and I focus on the superpowers and the light in people and try to extract, as you said earlier, the negativity. Why is the perception of darkness, you know, so great when mathematically, technologically, spiritually, emotionally, vibrationally, and frequently, I know that the light is so much more powerful, the lessons, the light, and the love that exists in the universe is so much more powerful than these few particles of darkness. Light is much more attractive, no doubt about it, and uh, it is much more powerful, but there's always been the duality of light and dark, of good and evil, and the power of evil is out there. It is strong, and we have to be like Jedi Knights. We have to pick up a sword, a flaming sword, a, a lightsaber of of um, of tolerance, a lightsaber uh, of uh, of defense against uh, against these dark forces. We have to go out there and spread the uh, spread the Christian uh, Judeo the Judeo Christian Jedi values uh, of uh, of compassion, treating people as you would be treated, um, and and striving to ally with good forces instead of evil. And, you know, I'm not talking about sinning or, you know, evil like being, you know, adultery or, or addiction or all that. I'm talking about deep, deep rooted demonic forces that are out there to subvert individuals and ruin their psyches and their lives. And uh, from a thought form to an actual uh, entity that, that appears, um, you know, you see cases all, all the time of people who are vulnerable, they're weak, they're depressed. And they start to see things, uh, dark forces begin to uh, agglomerate to them. And so they need the help of friends and, and churchmen and, and, uh, and authorities sometimes to, uh, to get rid of, rid of these, these forces. They're very, very real. So we all, we're standing there like a row of paper dolls now looking into the abyss. We're all, this is what all of us are linked. We're all, all our hands are together. It's when that line of paper dolls comes together into a density that you get strength. 
and we've got to densify together and uh, and know that um, what's facing us is is a common uh, a, a common um, I would say uh, adversary and uh, and that is just uh, the uh, the proponents of, of of evil in the world who are genocidal uh, who are inconsiderate who are mean right down to the level of uh, some of the things we've we've seen in the uh, in the racist uh, psycho police uh, individuals who've been uh, out there in the, you know, on the cameras today. So we have to, that, that's that type of evil we got to fight against. <clears throat> A tangible example is the death of this poor man, George Floyd. Why didn't three other officers come and drag him off? We've got to intervene. We have to step in. And when you see someone that, that is suicidal, when you sense that someone is down or vulnerable, if you have light at all, share it with them. I'm in, and uh, another high note though, I was wondering if you would do me the courtesy of having a shot virtually since we can't do this in person. I can do that. Uh, hey, hey, uh, Mazel Tov, man. Yeah, look I am. Look look I am. Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. Let's drink the bottle. Feel the fire. That's beautiful. I that like was, it in a cocktail too, though. Yeah. I, well, I will tell you, that is a bucket list. Just not only having you on the playbook, but doing a shot with you. I wish it was at the House of Blues or some other great venue. Oh, you got a great one in San Diego. Yeah, we do. And I would love to see you sometime in person when this all ends. Dave, I'm going to come through there with my band and I'm going to play in all those venues and celebrate getting back to work and bringing our wonderful employees at House of Blues back into the bars and the showrooms. And I and when I come to San Diego, um, you're on my VIP list. <laughs> Perfect. In fact, you can, you, you can be Elwood Blues Valet for the day. I love it. That's, <laughs> that's an honor. I really enjoy Chris Vodka. I more enjoy you as well. What a great oh, honor. Thank you. you are. Thank you for all the, sh- the joy, happiness, and love that you spread throughout the years. I can't tell you, out of all the guests I've ever had, I had more people bugging me. You got to ask him this. You got to ask him this. So you have a huge fan club out there. Thank you so much, Dan Aykroyd with David Meltzer here on Entrepreneurs, The Playbook. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.